What would an ideal plan be for Evan Prater? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Now up to 390 subscribers and county. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. So I've, I've got to thinking, you know, gone are the days where – you sit behind a quarterback for one year, two years, maybe three years, unless that quarterback is established, unless that quarterback is, you know, highly accomplished, which is what Desmond Ritter was to um, Evan Prater. But gone are the days, I think, where you sit behind them for multiple years. Evan Prater has untapped potential. It's, It's where he comes from. It's what he has shown so far. In the four games he appeared in last year, we know what he can do. I mean, I've said he's like Desmond Ritter 2.0. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to turn out to be that way, but he reminds me a lot of Desmond Ritter. But what's going to work out is, what's going to work is, okay, you're not going to benefit from having him sit on the bench. Unless if Ben Bryant is a really good quarterback, and I'm talking one of the, you know, 30 best quarterbacks in the country. I'm not just talking the fifth best quarterback in the American. I'm talking about the best quarterback in the American. I'm talking about the fifth, the, one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the country at least. Unless, unless Ben Bryant is that, why wouldn't you start Evan Prater? Because you know going forward, he gives you the most upside going to the Big 12. And sometimes it's hard to see that when you have an experienced veteran like Ben Bryant. However, I see it, and hopefully the coaching staff sees it too. Because if you keep Evan Prater on the bench too long, eventually Ben Bryant saw this, he's going to transfer. And the last thing you want, because how bad of a look would it be for your program if your highest-rated recruit in the 24-7 sports era, if your highest-rated recruit in that era transfers because you couldn't see his potential, And the only way, again, the only way it's justified to me that Evan Prater doesn't start is if he's on the bench. Oh, I'm sorry, is is if Ben Bryant is this otherworldly quarterback, which, spoiler alert, sadly, he's not. So there's a plan here. Like, when you have a budding star on your roster in Evan Prater, which is what the Bearcats have, there is a plan that should be in place. Let me see if the ad calendar's up or... No, it's not yet. Okay. So, there's a plan that's in place. Or there needs to be. Because how else are you going to develop him? So, my plan would be this. Name him the starting quarterback by the end of the season. I think that's a fair plan. If you don't think he's ready just yet, because your first game's against Arkansas, you have a home game with Indiana, 
You're walking into road environments at SMU and UCF. If you don't think he's ready for those, and that's fine. But I think you have to name him by the end of the season, if not before. Probably will be before, I think. Hopefully by the season opener. And I think throughout all this offseason, I have felt this, maybe you felt this. But to me, it felt like Evan Prater was so far removed from um, was so far removed from being the starter. Just because Ben Bryant transfers back here and now he's projected to be the starter. Like, I don't think that's the case, though. We're hearing now that the quarterback battles a dead heat. So it's very possible that Evan Prater starts. It's kind of weird the journey that he has taken and the quarterback battle has taken this offseason. It really is. Because you go from after the Cotton Bowl, first 10 days, well... Uh, Evan Prater is the next starter. You know, that's exciting. Ben Bryant transfers back. Okay, now there's a veteran in the room. How does that impact Prater's development? Does that make Ben Bryant the automatic starter? And then spring comes along. Prater plays really well throughout spring. Now we're in fall camp and the battle's a dead heat. There is untapped potential with Evan Prater. Now that we know... It's not that much of a difference in terms of the separation between him and Bryant in the quarterback battle. My ideal plan is hopefully he's the starting quarterback by the season opener. That's not most likely to happen, though, in my opinion. I think Ben Bryant's going to win it. It's kind of like where if it can go either way, Ben Bryant's your starter. But this is why... Prater should be the starter before the season starts. Because eventually he's going to take over. Eventually what's going to happen is they're going to realize, hey, we need a spark offensively. I think this team, what you're going to see this season, at least at the start, maybe in the middle, is a team that's going to play really well against the bad teams, but struggle offensively against some good teams. It's it's not going to be 56-21 every week. Excuse me, sorry. I, I just don't think that's going to be the case. Excuse me again. What I do think, what I do think is that it's going to be tough and nasty, similar to 2019. But you're going to need a spark offensively. And the way you do that is you put Evan Prater in a quarterback. That way he can be thrown to the Wolves against Arkansas. And I still think there is a, a benefit to doing that. You can have that experience playing against a really good SEC team. Gone are the days when, you know, the best way for a quarterback to develop is learning behind, you know, who, who's already there. It may have worked with Carson Palmer and John Kidna. It may have worked with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. It may have worked with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. It doesn't work now. Like, remember when, um, remember, remember when he was the number one overall pick? And the Rams benched him behind Case Keenum. They had him learn behind Case Keenum. Never worked out. 
Jared Goff. Well, first off, that was a bad position to be to begin with anyway, because their head coach, their head coach was Jeff Fisher. But as soon as Jared Goff got Sean McVay, he was the top ten quarterback in the league. Gone are the days when you when you should sit behind a starter unless he's a legendary starter for a year. Joe Burrow wasn't going to sit behind anyone. Justin Herbert sat behind Tyrod Taylor for the first game of the season. That was a mistake. We learned that quickly. But there is still, I believe, a benefit to throwing Evan Prater to the Wolves. You need reps. Step one, name Evan Prater before the start of the season. Not during. Let him know. Okay? And Justin Williams says that he thinks, and I, and I trust Justin's reporting, he thinks that the starter will be named before the um, start of, before the uh, week leading up to the game, which I hope it is. Because then that quarterback, whether it's Evan Prater, whether it's Ben Bryant, can prepare as such. This is not going to be 2018. And I think we all knew Hayden Moore was going to be the starter. But this is different. You're not playing a crappy UCLA team. You're playing a really good Arkansas team. Let Evan Prater know if he's going to be the starter week one, which he should be. Let him know he's starting and he can prepare as such. Coming up, what's also going to help Evan Prater be ready when the Big 12 rolls around? I'll get into that next after a word from LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, just like we are here on Lockdown Bearcats for the football season, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. Hopefully the Bearcats offense will be firing on all cylinders once again. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So there is um, a lot of ways to make Evan Prater ready to go when the Bearcats go to the Big 12. And again, I do think that Cincinnati will benefit from having Evan Prater be the starter going into the Big 12. Why? Well, you're going to a Power 5 conference. And why not have the bigger name, the bigger arm, well, maybe not the bigger arm, but the, the bigger player overall in terms of what he can do on the field. Like Evan Prater just feels like Big 12. Ben Bryant? Really? Again, if you can't put up better numbers than 14 touchdown passes in 13 games in the Mid-American Conference, what are you going to do in the Big 12 in a pass-happy league that has produced several Heisman Trophy winners over the years? And you can't throw for 15 touchdowns in one season in the Mid-American? Anyway, so I think you definitely want Evan Prater to start by the time the Bearcats roll into the Big 12. The problem is this. I can sit here, anyone can sit here and say that should be the case. But 
the coaching staff is not focused on the Big 12 and next season. They're focused on this season. And they're going to ride with whoever's playing the best. The problem is, when you do that, you can waste a a four-star recruit. My biggest fear, and I'm realizing this as I'm recording this show, and maybe as you're listening to this, is that Ben Bryant does so well, or well enough, to be the starter the whole season. But Evan Prater is eventually going to realize, can I even win this job next year? Like, I've only got so many years left of eligibility, man. Like, I don't want to just ride the bench as a four-star recruit my whole career. Like, Yaheem Thomas rode the bench for um, four, like two seasons. He's finally going to be a starter. But you still, but Evan Prater's been here now for two years. He's going on year three. Eventually, he's going to think, hey, am I going to be able to play? I mean, I don't have much playing time, heck, to put on a reel that I can send to other schools and transfer. So there's a lot of pressure here on the coaching staff, I think, to get this right because of that. I think they have to think about that. You want Evan Prater to start when you get to the Big 12. I would say before that, let him play in the American Championship game. Let him play in a conference championship game. I don't care if it's a home game against a, a not-so-good team that, that Cincinnati's playing in for a championship. I don't care like about that. I care that you're playing in a conference championship game where, yes, the stakes are high. You're playing for a championship. You are playing on national TV with probably 3 million people watching, which is still good for the American. You want him playing in that New Year's Six Bowl, that prime window, that window where, hey, you know, we've got, um, you know, we're playing against a really good team. And we're sending this quarterback who's young, but man, he's got raw potential. Unlimited, untapped potential. Have those games under your belt be, because be ready when the Big 12 comes. Because the Big 12, every single game is going to feel like a championship game. Every single game is going to feel like a New Year's Six Bowl. This is not to diss on Ben Bryant. I think Ben Bryant's a really good quarterback. I think, I mean, he's at, like Evan Prayer, a four-star recruit. I think he's got a good arm. I think he's a good leader. I think fans like him. I think he's experienced. I think even though he wasn't prolific in his first in his season as a starter last year, I think he still has experience. And that's why I do think Evan or uh, Ben Bryant's going to win the starting job this season. But again, this is not just about this season. This is about the future. The coaching staff is going to focus on this season only, and that's fine. But I think they could be at a huge advantage. Let's say they're let's say they're not fighting to get into a championship game. And let's say they win a championship. If they go to the college now if they go to the college football playoff, then you got a real question on your hands. But if they're not struggling, if they have their season on the right track, like if they get through UCF and they're eight, no. There are four games left after that. Yeah. Yeah. They're eight no come the weekend before election day, which is the uh, first weekend of November. If they're eight no, maybe start to think about the next season, because your final four games are Navy, ECU, Temple, and Tulane. You really think that those games are big? They're not. The coaching staff will treat them as such, and that's fine. 
but to us, they're not. Let's start asking ourselves at that time, you know, are we, are we happy with the quarterback situation? Are we content with starting Ben Bryant, even if he leads us to an no-start? Are we sure Ben Bryant is going to be the right guy going into the Big 12? Now, if Ben Bryant's got 25 touchdown passes and only three picks through eight games, then hell yeah, we can say Ben Bryant should be the starter going into the Big 12. But if the Bearcats are right, no, and they're doing it with defense, they've got a lot of their second, third, and fourth stringers in the game, you know, come the end of the third quarter, and Ben Bryant's got maybe 12 touchdown passes, five interceptions, you can, I, I think then, you know what, it might do the coaching staff some good to sit back and reevaluate and say, you know, let's see what we got in Evan Prater. And so it almost seems like, as much as I want Prater to be the starter, then maybe playing him in the final four games of the season, of the regular season against lesser opponents, you get three of those games at home, and they're not against good teams. And your only road trip is against a team that, might have 20,000 fans in their stands that day. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, it's a road game. And yeah, it's Temple. And yeah, they're tough, especially at home. But come on. Evan Prater went up against some pretty damn good teams playing high school football in Cincinnati. So my saying is this. It does not hurt, and it will not hurt to reevaluate come the end of the season. It will not hurt to reevaluate come the end of the season and say, you know what? We might have to uh, give Evan Prater a chance. And that's what makes this so unique. There are so many elements to this. Who you start at at the beginning of the season, how that starter performs throughout the season, how much time they're given to develop, and be great? And then what happens going forward in the Big 12? Because if Ben Bryant starts and he's playing well, it's easy to say, yeah, he's your starter. Yeah, we're good next year. But what happens if you lose Evan Prater? And if you look at it that way and say, which quarterback would you rather lose to a transfer portal? I'm saying Ben Bryant. Because it's already happened once and you were fine. I mean, the world didn't burn down. So, that's, that was a terrible comment, sorry. Um, so, in that regard, there is a lot of layers to this. The coaching staff is going to focus on one thing only, one layer only, and that is who is, gonna, who is playing the best by the start of the season. That's who we're going with. But me and anybody else, Chad Brendel, Mo Egger, Lance McAllister, we're thinking, okay, and maybe they're maybe they're not thinking about this. I'm thinking about this though, and maybe they will too. Is that who you really want to start going into the Big Twelve? Because that has to be. If you're eight and no, and you're cruising it in November, and you've got the four easiest games on your schedule, Navy stinks. ECU will drop back this year. Temple. Might be a tough game because it always is. Tulane, woof. That's where you say, okay, we're not only playing out the rest of this season, but we're looking forward to what's going to happen in the Big 12. Speaking of development, 
What about Evan Praters? Does it have to be like Desmond Ritter for him to be a great quarterback? I'll explain and tackle into that question next. After a word from Ben Online, you see, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, excuse me, NHL, combat sports, esports, excuse me, and even golf. Jeez, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Lockdown Bearcats podcast is supported in part by Debbie Weckstein Frank, a realtor with Coldwell Banker Heritage, and Steve Maloney, a lender with Prime Lending. If you're looking for a new home in the Cincinnati and Dayton area because, heck, you want to come to the area with the hottest team in college football, which is the Cincinnati Bearcats, well, I've got the personal real estate team to help you. Debbie specializes in both Dayton and Cincinnati areas and is a longtime Miami Valley resident who has helped hundreds of people all over the country find and close on their dream home. Steve, also a longtime Miami Valley resident, specializes in purchases and refinances in over 40 states. X700 WOW can't even reach that many states. Debbie and Steve are available when you need them most, even on evenings, even on weekends, heck, even during a Bearcats game. When you're making the split-second decisions, let them help you get your offer to the top of the list. Take the guesswork out of the home buying process and hire a wide-open professional real estate team with a track record of success. Call Debbie right now. She's at 937-672-3942. That's 937-672-3942 or for more information or visit teamweck.com. Debbie and Steve will help you close on your dream home today. Go Bearcats. All right, so there is th- this developmental process for Evan Prater is unique. Because I've said he reminds me a lot of Desmond Ritter. I've said he can be Desmond Ritter 2.0. But he can throw better than, than Ritter. He can also run. What's going to be the key for me is throwing from the pocket. You're not going to be able to run around and make plays off script like you are going to be able to do in the American. The Big 12 is, for as much as it is about speed and as much as it is, and as much as it is about quarterbacks and receivers, like there is... Um, a physical element to it. Like, there is pass rushing in the Big 12, believe it or not. And as John Garcia Jr. talks about all the time on this show, the fact that the Big 12 championship game, the final score was 21-16, to 16, let that sink in for a minute. You have to get comfortable being able to throw from the pocket in the Big 12 because it is a spread offense. That's another reason why. You're not going to run around and make plays when you have a spread offense. When you go spread, you go empty. That means you have five options to throw the ball to. So you have to be able to throw from the pocket. You have to trust your offensive line, which, by the way, when you have all five starters returning, is really is really good. And not only that, but you've got a strong two deep. You've got a strong second team behind it. Another reason that makes it really good. So there is a lot at stake here. You have to be able to throw from the pocket. Mobility is nice. Like, it works. In college football today, it works. And it's been that way for almost 10 years. And Desmond Ritter gave the Bearcats offense that dimension. Hayden Moore couldn't do that. The Bearcats had a dual-threat quarterback 
for four years. One who had over 500 yards rushing in his first season. One who had an otherworldly game at SMU when he took 190 yards to the house. And Desmond Ritter. Evan Prater learned behind him. So he doesn't have to be exactly who Desmond Ritter was. I think what benefits Evan Prater is he's got a strong arm. Watch any highlight reel of him from Wyoming in high school. You'll see it. I think what also benefits him is he's really good making plays off script. That can work, but not every play. You're not trying to be like Patrick Mahomes. You're trying to be Evan Prater. Mobility is nice. Prater's got to get more comfortable from the pocket, so why not have him get used to that playing behind an offensive line returning all five starters? And see, we talk about, okay, yeah, Ben Bryant might be playing the best throughout fall camp, and that might make him the starter. But, again, if you eventually have to go to Evan Prater, you don't want to go next year or after one of your linemen goes down or something, whatever happens. What you want is Prater to have as much protection and as much help around him when he's first starting. Again, the only reason why Ben Bryan would start is his experience allowed him to play the best of the two. And that's what made him the starter. His experience allowed him to play the best in fall camp. I can see that. But I can also see there's a reason to starting Devin Prater with his untapped potential. That's the reason I'm seeing. And I know that, again, you cannot let a four-star recruit walk. That is a big element to this. There has to be a plan in place for Evan Prater, even if Ben Bryant's playing well. Because Ben Bryant can adjust in the American, fine. But can he adjust in the Big 12? Rationale will tell you that Ben Bryant should be the starter. But Evan Prater might be the rational move in terms of upside. And that's not an exaggeration. Because when you go to the Big 12, you got to be able to throw from the pocket Got to be able to make plays off script. Prater can do both those things. But why not have him learn now the full offensive line and a full, um, you know, why not learn behind a, a whole returning offensive line and some great players? Because when you do start him, it may not be that way. So again, why not start that plan early? You can focus on this season. That's fine. But at the end of the day, this is not just about this season. This is about the Big 12. It is looming. Because in four or five months, this team will be training as a Big 12 team. This team will be a Big 12 team. When the clock hits triple zeros in the last game, of in the bowl game, playoff game, whatever, the Bearcats are in the Big 12. It's not official until July 1st, 2023, but it is, okay, it is official to me after the final game ends this season, whenever that is. 
And you need to be prepared going in. I don't know what's going to happen with this battle throughout fall camp. Maybe Evan Prater struggles. It can happen. But I'm saying where it's at right now, why not have a plan in place for a former four-star recruit as the Bearcats get ready to join the Big 12? That's my plan. That's what I would do. Much more to get to this week here on Lockdown Bearcats. We're going to talk about Corey Kiner's role, another big Cincinnati area recruit four-star like Evan Freighter. Back-to-back Mr. Footballs, those two were in the state of Ohio. What is his role going to be? The running back room is pretty crowded, and Corey Kiner's got to get up to speed. But when he does, how big should his role be? Plus, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you the one big advantage Cincinnati has going into the Big 12, and it's got nothing to do with the quarterback battle. So let that miserate or not, or let that simmer. And we'll get into that tomorrow. Plus, John Garcia Jr. back as always to talk the latest in Bearcats recruiting news. Of course, we'll switch gears, talk some hardwood with Jason Jordan, director of basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. And I'm going to focus this week with Jason Jordan on the bigs. Daniel Skillings, Sage Tolentino, how can those guys impact Cincinnati this year and going into the Big 12? Then, I touched on it with him last week, but I'm going to talk about John Brandon a little bit because I've been wondering this a lot recently. It could have been really special. And how that impacts Cincinnati as an athletic program going to the Big 12. Was John Brandon given a fair chance? Um, You know, the relationship with him and athletic director John Cunningham. You know, Cincinnati's getting ready to join the Big 12. What could have been with John Brandon? How that impacts Cincinnati's move to the Big 12. That's going to be a topic of conversation. So a lot of great shows coming up. Plus, of course, check-ins from fall camp, some reports. We got it all for you here on Lockdown Bearcats. Thanks, as always, for making it your first listen of every day. Now, speaking of the Big 12, you can go make Lockdown Big 12 your second listen Everyday host Josh Neighbors on the, and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen. That's Locked On Big 12. As for me, follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can also follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks as always for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Don't forget to follow us on subscribe rather and follow us on YouTube, up to 390 subscribers and counting. And That is pretty much all I have for you today. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. My name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back tomorrow talking about the one big advantage Cincinnati has going into the Big 12 this year. Or not just this year. The one big advantage Cincinnati has going into the Big 12 when they do so in 2023. Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back tomorrow.